to 20% own two. The magic, the magic of buying a second mm. investment property or a second, I should say, sorry, a, a second property. Let's talk about it. There is magic. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode 483, Morning Minutes with myself, Michael Burjo, Mark Novak, the magic behind buying your second property. Sorry we're late. We're about to go live, and then Mark and I got into a little debate confirming data, and boom, oh. four minutes passed. Like, literally, it was like, is it that, that, that? And then, yeah, we just love our numbers. <laughs> so let's get Wait. into it. First of all... If you own one property, you are in the magic 6% of all Australians. So only 6% of our population wow. own property, which is crazy. If you got nine, if you're, yeah, which is insane. I thought it would have been a lot higher. Uh, if someone asked me, I would have said a lot higher. So, so, uh, so but, the numbers are crazy, eh? One, one, how many Australians own investment property? Six point two percent. Yeah. Now, one property is great. Like ninety-four percent of other people don't buy it. But where we see wealth creation and unlocking almost a different lifestyle is multiple properties. That's just because you need somewhere to live. So owning you can't leverage of your home like you can an investment tax purposes all other stuff so it is super great if you bought one but you need to be on top of mind to try and buy two and if not more which is super hard because of that six percent who own two only 19 percent buy a second one so that's even less only like five percent buy three so if you're so two properties or three properties that's insane you're in the top five percent of the six percent which is crazy yeah okay so to give you that those around this is this is where we got lot where this is where we had our debate okay so that then means from one investment property so there are 1.4 million australians that own an investment that um own one investment property which is equal to 6.2% of the population. Now, uh, owning two investment properties, owning two investment properties is 1.6% of Australians. That's mm. not a lot, dude. That's not a lot. No. Now, let's, they're the numbers, and let's hone down onto buying. Uh, assuming uh, you you own your property, buying an investment property, the magic behind it, how hard it is or how easy it is, um, because things have changed very rapidly in 2021, uh, and the magic um, has just happened. Why would people want to buy an investment property, Mr. Burgio? Yeah, so I touched on it in the monologue, is it unlocks the wealth creation, which is probably why you bought property to begin with. You, you believe it's a way, Australians are pretty, a very pro-property, our government's pro-property, but what we see, there's a big difference at, after 30 years, 
even in your first couple of years of owning two properties compared to one because two properties unlocks the tax benefits you can leverage it your write-offs and it's you can it just really opens up the door wouldn't you agree mark like you can't paint like if you're maybe fortunate enough to have a higher income and you need some deductions you cut your account can't even use your family home you've got to have an investment no, that's right well, so, you're giving a lot of money to the tax man for nothing. Um, so if you, it reduces you having to give the money to the tax man. But the biggest motivation that people have for buying an investment property for that wealth create, uh, creation is the financial security, financial security for the future. So it's a nest egg for later. It's a nest egg for uh, the kids. It's a nest egg for your, for your retirement. It's a nest egg just to know that you're banking something and saving something for the future so it's a little bit easier for you. So when you get into your 50s, 60s and 70s, if you've got an investment property behind you, you have people perceive that they have a, a more secure financial future. Yeah. They're saving for the future. Look at it this way, Mark. Okay, you're 30 years old. You're going to retire at 60. Most loans are 30 years. So in theory, you have it paid off. If you go option one, buy one property, you live in it. Let's say you never moved for 30 years and you've paid it off in your 60 and you retire. Let's take away your superannuation. You have no income. But, but you buy two properties, then after get to 60, they're both paid off. You still live in property A, but property B, the second one that you had to get a second job for when you're 30 is rented out at $600 a week. And now that's your retirement money. That's the key. You either sell it, cash out and retire on that or have the income. I think that's probably the simplest way to think why buy a property. Because if you own your property in your six and you paid off what, you're going to sell it and not live anywhere, move in with the ki your kids maybe, but you need two. Otherwise, you don't have that benefit. Yes, if you buy a big one to start with, you can sell it downsize, but who buys a big one at the first? Like who's buying a three bedroom house to live in like, and then downsize to an apartment? If your first one's an apartment, what do you, you know? So I think that's the simplest way to play out in your mind why you need two properties, not a one, you need. So one, one property, when you say two properties, one that you're living in yep. and one is an investment. Yes. And then you're gonna be, so if you've just tuned in, we've just been talking about how many Australians own investment property. We've just been talking about the two million Australians own one or more investment properties, which is which is one um, eight point seven of Australians, eight point seven percent. Sorry, I just that's that's sixty percent own one point seven. Yeah, sorry. Uh, the ATO states that 1.4 own one investment property, which is 6.2% of the population. Yep. Okay, great. So going to two investment properties, uh, which means you own three properties, one that you live in and two that are investment, uh, is 1.6% of Australians, which is a very, very, very low number.
it's uh it's very scary now six hundred dollars when you're retiring doesn't sound like a lot but don't forget that you can always um tone down on the property that you're living in and uh you can sell the house that you're living in because the kids are moved out then cash into a second investment property and you got two properties bringing in income and the property you live in doesn't have a mortgage that's what 60 can look like if you've done well buying property yeah so how do we do it mark what's the magic what's, what's the, the magic? magic okay magic is the paper is the paper shuffle it's the paper shuffle so what's happened what uh, without anyone realizing is with that market exploding every uh, in 2021 in January February March the values went boof up in property and what that's actually done is built in equity to people's homes that equity that that's built into people's people's homes is now ready to draw down on to go and buy that second property it's literally shuffling that paper around on a table bang you've bought your second property if you've got your, your stable job you've now got your equity that you've built into your property because the market exploded that's the magic yeah and this is why it's very important to always get your property appraised, do a health check annually, because the trigger is once you've got basically that 20%, so you always basically need to keep 20% in the property. If it's a million dollars, you only can have a loan of like 800,000 typically. So if let's say you buy it with a 20% deposit, once you get another, it goes up 20% in value, you pay it off or goes up 10 and you invest 10, um, you pay back 10%, then you've got the 20% which you can use to buy another property. So sometimes it's, you don't actually, uh, if you look at Monaval Mark, like within a year, it's gone up 40% in one year. So anyone who bought, it's gone up 40%. They should realistically get a new valuation, get the 40% uplift, and then instantly go buy an apartment or another house. They've got the equity in one year. So that's what, like some people may wait two years and put more cash in or wait eight years and put no cash in but the equity. It's just that's what you're looking for. So the magic of buying a second property is equity. Guys and girls, you have just tapped into a shitload of equity in the last, in uh, for 2021, because property prices have gone up so much. You do not have to be a hero and buy a nice two-bedroom unit. You can buy just a little studio as an investment or a one-bedroom investment for as little as four or five hundred thousand, six hundred thousand. Now, if how how much do you, you're going to need a twenty percent deposit on the investment second investment property that the second property you're going to buy, which is your first investment property. Now, on a $500,000 property, that is $100,000. Here's the question. Have you made $100,000 in the property that you own in the last year? If the answer is yes, you can tap into it. Yeah, and you couldn't you do a 10% deposit on the investment? If you're using... You can. You're yeah. going to be up. You're going to be out for um, mortgage lenders insurance. Mortgage lender. Uh, lenders mortgage insurance. Um, 
which is uh, going to cost you a little bit. But yeah, absolutely, which means 50 grand can put you in a position to buy an investment property if you've got that tapped into your into your property. So it's much easier to buy your second property than your first property, but most people get gun-shy, confused, scared, don't know, but it's really a paper shuffle. That's the magic well, you know, that we're talking about. You know what I said last show where it's like when everyone's looking to buy, they just think positive, and then when they're bought... They just read all the media, bubble's going to burst, property shit, bubble's going to burst, do this, do that, and they get distracted. So that's why yeah. I think a lot of people also stop um, and don't get their second because now they hear all the negative noise where before it was just like, I'm buying it, I'm buying it, I'm saving, I'm saving, I'm saving. And then they're bought and they're like, have I made money? Oh, they say the market's going to go down. They oh, Bitcoin's here, this crypto. Like then all the noise and they just don't do anything. So um, the people who stay focused, leverage it, leverage it. Um, sure. Can you show us old mate on the graph? Yep, I'll bring that up here. That, that, yeah. that the old mate's head. But um, but but guys, where do you start with buying a second property? I know we're saying it's magic, but where do you start? You start off in your head. What's the motivation? And it tends that everyone's motivation is financial freedom in the future. Here's some interesting information. Terry is. Typical real estate investor, likely to be male. <laughs> One third of investors are female. I think that's a lot more now, actually. So this is a couple of years old, but I remember reading something. I think it's a lot higher. More likely to be self-employed than owner-occupied. 20% of investors are self-employed compared to 19% owner-occupiers. Likely to be married. 72% of investors are married. 42 years old. Wow. Net annual income, 103K, excluding the top 100 investors, 79. Okay, that's probably a better data because obviously the top 100 are making millions a year. They could be like your CEOs. So take them out. It drops down to 79%. So very, very realistic income. That's cool. We'll put um, – do you want to put the link to ATO thing in there as well? I'll put this old link in. Absolutely. So this had some good data as well, this website, property investors. So I'll put that in there for everyone. Um, also, I'll put the text of the, yeah. Anything else you want to add in to that, Mark? Um, how are you going to do it, guys? How We're going to help you buy your second buy your first investment property, which is your second property after your home. This is how you do it. First of all, why are you going to do it? Is the motivation there? Do you want financial uh, uh, Do you want a better financial future? Yes. Second of all, uh, what are you going to buy? Uh, what's to get into the investment market? What's the cheapest entry level? Um, stick to what's under your nose. Where are you going to buy? Establish that. Okay. You've established that that's 500,000, 600,000, 700,000, but don't be scared. It's not, you're not sleeping on your money. It's generating an income. It's not like the house you just bought. It's different. Mm. Okay. So the house you bought is just uh, worth, worth um, a million dollars. The house you bought has just gone up this year to $1.2 million. There's 200000 there that you can use as equity, providing you've got more than 80% in there. Okay. So if you've got more than 80% in there uh, at the beginning, and then you've gone up from one 
to 1.2, you've now got another 20% in there. So you can use that to buy something. 200,000, if you move that over, can if you've got the income and you've left 80% in your property, and I'm getting confusing, you can buy something for as much as a million dollars. Or you can tap tap down small if you've got 100,000 in equity. You can buy something for $500,000. But like Michael, you mentioned lender's mortgage insurance. You can always get that. You don't need a 20% deposit. So, guys, the magic in buying a second property is tapping into your equity, and equity has just exploded this year. And the two people to speak to to make this, or if you're sitting at home, you're like, okay, I'm keen to find out how I can do this. There's really a broker and a real estate agent for how much yours is worth. An agent, and you ask the agent, you, I would say to the agent, I'm not selling, I'm looking to see if I can buy a second property with equity because the broker is going to organize a value up. So I'll do the agent first to even see if you're in the rough ballpark because if the agent, agent may sell you investment property. Yes, but before we get there, you'd go to the agent. I bought it for 800 grand. It needs to be worth a million um, for me to buy it, to pull out equity. And the agent says, oh, no, it's worth 900. And go, okay, no worries. We'll wait. Oh, it's worth one, two. Okay. Then you call the broker and say, I want to use the equity buy a property. Agent says it's gone up plenty. Let's organize the valuer. The valuer is the key figure. That's why you'd tell the agent it's for finance purposes, equity, rather than selling. Because there's some agents out there that will tell you higher just to get your listing. So you need to just say that is my view, is my opinion. And then the broker, then you go back to the agent and say, hey, I'm ready. I'll buy something from you. So help me out. I think that's a wrap. That's all, folks. That's, that's a wrap. Bye. Look after your financial future and buy an investment property. That's it. <laughs>